Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. We are going to talk a little bit more about resurrection and the story of Elijah. But first, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. God, you are the God of resurrection. Through Jesus, we have understood what incarnation means, that you have come into the world. And in coming to the world, you have called us to live new lives, new lives that further your kingdom and beckon others towards your grace and your mercy and your love. May we do that this day, this week, and for the rest of our lives. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Our reading is from 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1 and verses 7 through 24. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. After a while the river dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there. For I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So Elijah set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, Elijah called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days, The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke to Elijah. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill. His illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. She then said to Elijah, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. But he said to her, Give me your son. He took him from her bosom, carried him up into the upper chamber where he was lodging, and laid him on his own bed. Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I am staying by killing her son? Then Elijah stretched himself upon the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. The Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. The life of the child came into him again, and he revived. Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper chamber into the house, and gave him to his mother. Then Elijah said, See, 
your son is alive. So the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, if someone were putting together a blooper reel of your life, what is one thing that would be on it? So many to choose from, Brett. (laughs) So many. But I will go with the first Christmas I was ordained when I had my big black robe on and I went to light the Christ candle. I set my robe on fire. (laughs) I I would like to have footage of that myself. What about you? Okay. I'm... You know, is that the Holy Spirit moving or is that judgment? It's really tough to tell, you know, what exactly. <laughs> that is a brand new minister. Literally, I was ordained the first Sunday of Advent. So that's so, a <laughs> uh, that is a brand new minister doing the best she can. That's incredible. Um, yeah, similar to you, I'm sure it would be a very uh, long reel. I was trying to decide which one to tell and which one was appropriate to tell. Uh, but what came to mind was, I think I was probably about 17, uh, and some friends were over and we had fireworks and one of the fireworks we had was you lit a fuse and there were about a hundred bottle rockets and they would all shoot off at the same time. So I had this great idea that we should all go out into the desert that was behind our house I was going to light it and throw it up in the air and we'd all run in different directions and whoever it shot at lost. So we did that. Uh, but as I threw it up in the air, I did not account for the fact that it could be facing down. Ooh. So we all ran, we all covered, and all of a sudden the the bottle rockets just started shooting into the ground. And we're like, oh, that's lame. So then another great idea in my 17-year-old brain is like, I'm going to go kick it and so it'll shoot a different direction. And as I'm approaching it, it flips up on its own and starts shooting in all different directions, hitting us. And we were all standing uncovered trying to figure out what was happening. Uh, so that was a bad idea that j- just descended into worse and worse things happening. If you were to ask me, like, what's a story that could go wrong with teenage boys, I would be like fireworks, fireworks. and fire. <laughs> like something is going to happen there. <laughs> There's just so much to do. <laughs> so to our scripture, we talked a little bit on Wednesday about resurrection. We talked a little bit about this scripture on Monday. Tara, what does resurrection look like in this passage, and and what does resurrection look like in our lives? So here's what I love about this passage, and I, when we were reading it, it's kind of when it, when I was thinking about it. This passage tells us who pleases God and who resurrection is for. So I find it interesting that the people who are being punished are the ones that God has called as God's own and they have turned from God. Mm-hmm. But now there's this widow who is not a part of the religious community who thinks that Elijah is bringing her sins to her. And God says, no, it doesn't have anything to do with your sins or wh- who you are. You're offered resurrection because of who I am. Um, I just thought that was so interesting about kind of who's in and who's out. Um, so I do think resurrection, resurrection of the body, especially in the Bible, is one of those big signals that tells us who, what, who and what God is and what God values. I do think that we have to remember that Christians are people of resurrection. Mm-hmm. We are resurrection people. 
And so we also have to be a people who are looking for life in death, who are looking to bring new life and light to the world. What do you think about resurrection? Yeah, it's it, it's interesting to me because, as a you know the the religion and the idea of who God is is really still coming into being right now. It's it's there's this sect called Yahwehism of of this this small religion and people. When are, you say right now, you mean the biblical time? The biblical time. Okay. Yes. Yes. All yes, right. yes. I was like. Um, I- um, yes, we have the privilege of having the whole Bible and getting a large, larger portion of the story, but people are still trying to figure it out, and it's not well known uh, out outside of of this small uh, country called Israel. Uh, but this small, but this woman on on the outskirts, she, all she's heard of it is has brought her fear. She recognizes Elijah uh, when you're. A lot of your a lot of your Bibles, when it says the Lord in all caps, that means that the Hebrew word Yahweh is used right there, and that's what she uses. Uh, so she recognizes that Elijah is a prophet of Yahweh, and that's terrifying to her. Um, that's 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 not good news from what she's heard of the surrounding areas. Um, and I think and and Elijah instead brings good news to her uh, and that leads to resurrection and i think that that's uh i think that there is a lot of people in this world and a lot of people in this country and a lot of people in our community that when they hear the name jesus it's not good news to them it's it's not good news it brings fear i think i felt that way for a lot of my life absolutely and And it's the fear of judgment and it's the fear of judgment uh and uh Elijah is living the call that we have all been called to, to it's not, it's, he doesn't convince her, but it's through the actions of God and it's through the actions of him being a servant of God that transforms her view of Yahweh as a God of judgment, terrifying to a God of love and a God of life. So I heard this, I, um, was cleaning my kitchen this morning Good for you. Uh, Good for you. <laughs> while listening to a podcast. And I heard this, I thought, just amazing thing, which is that in the height of the Great Depression, when fully a quarter of the workforce was out of a job, 25%, and the reasons for that were banks were failing, right, all those things, there were social workers at that time who reported over and over again that they would talk to men and the men would say, it must have been something I did, Mm. that I don't have a job. Mm. I am a terrible person. The truth is, ain't nobody got a job. It's the Great Depression. But they had this kind of meaning-making, right? They thought that they had pulled themselves up from their bootstraps before. So the, the bad times must be that too. But that idea that it must be something I'm doing um, is really interesting to me, and because I feel like in this in particular, you know, the the widow says, you know, what have you against me? <laughs> you know, did you come to bring my sin? And I think uh, God cares very little about that, and instead comes to bring life and goodness to this to this young child. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I kept thinking of that all morning. All of these people who you know, are trying to make meaning by making it about themselves. Yeah, it's, 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 it's again what we talked about a little on Monday of, of 
based on where she was at, her God was probably Baal, and that's where she thought life came from. How often do I think that, you know, life is going to come from just sitting there watching TV? Like, that's going to bring me life. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, uh, And and it's over and over again when I look to the Lord for new life, when I take that time, and it's work, uh, that new life comes. uh, And people are all over our world are in that where they're looking for life and false gods. Um, yeah. And, and our great privilege and joy is to point them to the God who brings resurrection. Another story for you, Brett, <laughs> because I'm full of them. But I read that um, Sully Sullenberger, right, the guy who um, landed the plane on the Hudson. Mm-hmm. and somebody, Tom, Tom Hanks, you mean? Yeah, Tom <laughs> Hanks. And somebody asked him, I mean, you did everything right. How did you know to do that? And he said, well, I have been training, you know, 40 hours a week for however many years. And I put that training in over and over so that today I can make a really big withdrawal. Hmm. The life of faith is putting in the time to the disciplines that will hopefully connect us to God so that when we need to make a big withdrawal, like believing in light in the middle of the darkness, it'll be available to us. <laughs> Love that. So I will end with a quote from N.T. Wright and his book, Surprised by Hope. Left to ourselves, we lapse into a kind of collusion with entropy, <laughs> acquiescing in the general belief that things may be getting worse, but there's nothing much we can do about them. And we are wrong. Our task in the present is to live as resurrection people in between Easter and the final day with our Christian life, corporate and individual, in both worship and mission, as a sign of the first and a foretaste of the last. Mm, Love that. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.